0: Fence and dummy half. It's with the halfback Williams.
1: Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would be from DeGoyce, puts a kick out wide, looking for Sander Earl, and Earl is in again. Stop it, it's starting to hurt. Rugby League! Rugby League!
0: Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. On today's episode, we have a bloke who's got a bit of a kick in his step. Actually, we've got two blokes who have got kicks in their steps at the moment off the back of a couple of good results. Uh, it's 2019 Super Superets champion, Des Creek. Desi, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, going well, Timmy. Yeah, scored uh, 1,400 or thereabouts this week. So, yeah, just sitting just outside the top 1,000 overall, um, which I thought was a pretty good week considering I didn't have guys like Brian Tor, um, Big Tino or David Fafita in my team. And I uh, traded in Stephen Crichton, who somehow only managed thirty odd points in that dropping of Manly on Thursday night. So, yeah, it was Captain Pappy that saved me,
0: mate. It was a, it was an unbelievable week of scoring for for so many of us, and I mean a lot of it was defined by you know who captained Pappy for his one ninety seven, who owned Pappy, and then who didn't own Pappy. And I, I think we spoke we spoke last week about. Uh, when Pappy missed one week due to his well, whatever his injury was and people were selling him, I think something like 42% of the top 20,000 teams, and it was a similar number for the top 100 teams, didn't own Pappy going into this round. Um, so it just shows you, you know, you've got these guns in your team for a reason and you don't sell them for the exact reason. And uh, a guy that I'm looking at this week who's in the same boat is Cody Walker. Anyway, I'll, we'll get on to more of that later. Also joining us is another bloke flying high. It's 2019 and also gets runner-up, Walson Carlos. Walsh. Hey, boys. Yeah, yeah, good week. Um, good week all around by the sounds of it. So, but, yeah,
2: I uh, knocked out fourteen forty-five. Um Yeah, I was sort of really indecisive after our vice-captain, Brian Toto, brought him in, very happy with that trade. And then I had the VC on him and I knew he'd update to about 120. I think he got to 121 and... I pretty much looped and then, uh, yeah, I think it was about 20 seconds before lockout I made the decision. I just went, no, nah, I can't. Just just a bit of FOMO, I think, just fear of missing out on Pappy and, jeez, I'm glad I did it because I would have felt sick if I didn't. So, yeah, really good round. Um, that pumped me up. I, I, to be honest, it, it looked like being a lot bigger round, but um, Tex Hoy got injured. At half time and few few other things didn't go my way, but um, I'm pretty happy. I'm just behind Desi, one thousand one hundred ninety six. So poised to strike early.
0: Mm, very nice, mate. Um, I mean another one who's not on today's show. Thank God, because we wouldn't have too much to bag him out about. But it's the spy. Um, the spy knocked out something like fourteen sixty and didn't captain Pappy. His team just went nuts. I had a conversation with him about an hour before kickoff in the Storm game, and all week he was saying he wanted to captain a uh, little puppy. And I actually said to him, mate, you know, with HOAs these days, injuries and that, you can loop Tottenham's 120. I said, mate, I'll just be playing safe and doing it. And, you know, the Spies been off me all weekend because of that one. Uh, but, I mean, I think he nailed his punning plays. He's, I think he nailed most of his bold predictions. So, uh, mate, I'm that glad he's not on it. Uh, As for the mighty Coomer Stallions, we knocked out 13-48, which I thought was a really good score. Going through my team, there wasn't many players who didn't do well. Um, Unfortunately, I captained Cody Walker and not Pappy, and and that probably ended up being the difference between those blokes who, you know, there were 1,500, even a couple of 1,600 scores this week. Um, So it just shows how much, uh, you know, how big getting your captaincy is these days uh, with the new rules and the blowout scorelines and all that. Uh, but sitting 2,300 overall, so I'm pretty happy with that as well and how my side's set up. So uh, some, some green ticks all around, and I think the spy's up to about 2,000 as well, so some big jumps for him. Uh, on that one, there's Supercoach Playbook uh, in-house league. We're 14th out of 16,000 leagues at the moment. I think we dropped back from 12th last week or ninth. so still sitting pretty well up there. Um, and a shout-out to our SC Playbook Unlimited group. Uh, that's the one that... All the fans and SC Playbook uh, viewers and readers and whatnot that jump into, we've got 10 of the top 15 overall ranked super coaches. Three of them are in the top five. Uh, so awesome stuff from you lot. Now uh, getting on to today's show, we're going to be going through our game by game previews, our punting plays, our bold predictions, look at our trade skips at the end of it, uh, and then take a few questions. <clears throat> Fellas, uh, if anyone is interested in our subscription package out there, it's $30 for the NRL staff, $40 for the NRL and Big Bash stuff. Uh, it'll give you access to a stack of, of additional uh, articles each week and throughout the whole entire NRL season. Um, it also gives you access to the, the subscriber-only podcast, with which ensures that we answer your questions each week. It's stretching out sort of 30 to 45 minutes each week that comes out of a Thursday, so hopefully that's helpful. Uh, the feedback on the packages has all been pretty positive so far, or very positive, should I say. Um, so if you are interested, get on board, support the site yeah, if it takes your interest. Fellas, let's get stuck straight into the games this week. No topic. We're a little bit short, uh, not so much short on time, but uh, with the, the round finishing later last night and a bit of jet lag following the, the long weekend, uh, no topics. We can get straight into the games. And we will start with the Rabbitohs v. Broncos, Thursday, 7.50 at Stadium Australia. At the Bunnies, Benji Marshall comes in for the suspended Cody Walker. Jacob Host comes into the back row for Keon kaloa also suspended. Utility Dean Hawkins has been named in the number 14 jersey. Uh, Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, At the Bunnies, I believe you're a Cody Walker answer, uh, answer, owner, Uh, and a lot of people are sitting there toying with the idea of selling Cody this week. I know Cam Munster's got a a pretty good match up there against the Dogs. Uh, Mate, what are you doing with Cody Walker and uh, who is there anyone at the Bunnies taking your eye?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have said it would be madness um, selling Cody... A couple of weeks ago um, but I, I really am toying the idea of selling him um, I, I sort of had a look at the stats and he scored five tries and has like five try assists or something something along those lines and Monster has zero try assists with just one or two tries so and they're sitting on the same amount of points and Munster he, he hasn't really been I don't know looking that good for mine but he's still sitting on the same amount of points as Cody with way less attacking stats, which just shows his base is absolutely insane. So I think I might actually just pull the trigger and bring cool. him
0: in. I'm- Desi, what, what about, I mean, the fact that, I mean, people sold, uh, um, as I said before, Pappy last week. A lot of people sold him. He went massive. A decent amount sold Cleary last week. He turned up again. Uh, Cody Walker comes back and has games against the, I believe it's the Tigers. He plays the, sorry, the Broncos next, uh, this week, so he won't play that one. He comes back to games against the Tigers and then the Titans. Cam Munster, not a bad draw either. Obviously the enticing one against the Dogs, but then he comes up against the Roosters next week. Now, are you not going to want Cody Walken back next week, or do you think Munster's the better long-term prospect?
1: Uh, yeah, I really think it's Monster. I've, I've changed my mind. I've done a full 360 on it. i like we've we've just seen Cody, he's already played against some absolutely horrendous teams back to back, and he uh, well against the Bulldogs and Manly specifically, and he only scored fifty seven and sixty seven, and he scored eighty against Melbourne and hundred against the Roosters. You know what I mean? Like so,
0: it's your proof, mate. Yeah,
1: he's he's scoring better against the harder teams, and he's he, it's not like he didn't. Um, get any attacking stats in in those games. He scored. Mm. He was scoring doubles, and he's still only getting sixty seven. It's it's alarm bells when he's scoring in the sixties with two tries and a try assist. You know, I, I just think Monster has much more upside to him. In fact, this year,
0: fair enough, mate. Uh, and anyone else at the bunnies that take your interest? I mean, Damien Cook. Damien Cook's a hard one to eat. A couple of tons and a couple. Of, I think a thirty and a forty there. What do you reckon there?
1: Yeah, I, I think you boys know my my uh, thoughts on Cookie. He's Probably, yeah, he is the best hooker in in Supercoach. Um, he always has been, always will be. Just He just needs to run the ball, and he looks like he's doing it. So I think he's a massive target, um, but I, I can't afford him this week.
0: Mm. Well, uh over to the bunnies for you, mate. Uh, who do you like?
2: Yeah, I'm considering uh, Damian Cook, actually, because um, I've always felt like he doesn't run the ball enough, and I saw some- he gets on NRL 360 quite a bit and he said that, you know, Benji Marshall has been the one that's been telling him to run and, and that I still don't feel like he pushes through the line as much as he can. It's like he's always worried about getting a lower limb injury and, to be honest, like sometimes when he gets tackled, he's always a little bit proppy. So um, in some ways it's better when he doesn't run but then when he runs clean and makes clean line breaks, it's really good for you if you're an owner. So, yeah, Cook Cook's the one. Um, I don't know if I... Fully agree with Des on Cody Walker. Um, I don't have him, so it's not an issue for me. But I feel like he's always been a player that has relied really, really heavily on attacking stats. Um, yes, you know, like he scored a few tries and that, but the, he hasn't got the try assist that I think we thought that he'd get from sweeping out the back and passing to either Luttrell or Alex Johnson. But I still think they can come because South Sydney sort of, The way that Wayne Bennett coaches them, he builds them into a season. He doesn't necessarily come out and um, flog teams. I think it was just a little bit like everyone saw the charity shield and thought they were going to come out and just flog every single team. And they still flogged that team on the weekend that they played, but they're not firing at all cylinders with that left-side attack. So I think that'll come at some stage throughout the year.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with you, mate. I don't think the numbers... Are as crook as they... Well, I mean, not crook. I mean, he's averaging a a big score. Uh, He's averaging very well this year, Cody Walker. But, I mean, what what sort of people are overlooking for the weekend? They look at, you know, two tries, a try assist, uh, and only that 65 or 67 points, whatever it was. The two tries were support plays. There was no line breaks with him. The try was off a kick. So I don't think it's as, as damning as sort of people are thinking from the weekend's game. So, I mean, Cody Walker's a massive hold for me. I think he, he comes out next week and he could score 150, um, as Pappy did this week. And I just I think people are too short-sighted uh, when, when people are getting these one-week suspensions or injuries or, or that sort of thing. So I'll be sticking strong. Over at the Broncos, Herbie Farnworth is out with shoulder soreness. Richie Kenner comes into the centres. Pat Carrigan out suspended. Tevita Pangai Jr. is named to start at lock, which is massive news for his owners because he played, I think, 30 minutes on the weekend with Matty Lodge and uh, Payne Hashback. A really tough decision there for their owners. Johnny Asiata joins the interchange bench. Uh, The Broncos battled on the weekend. They could battle again here, although no Cody Walker will help. Desi, at the Bronx, give us your thoughts. And, mate, the big one is what do you do with Tavita Pangai Jr.? He started the year on fire. He starts this week, but, you know, perhaps he goes back to the bench next week when Carrigan returns. He's got a break-even of over 100. He's you know he's at a big price, so he can sell for a, a lot of money. What are your thoughts at the Broncos, and what would you be doing with Tavita Pangai Jr. if you were an owner?
1: I would probably just try and straight swap him out for Payne Haas. The similar price now. I think he's only thirty k less than mm. Payne Haas, and Haas is playing seventy minutes. You know, so they're, they're going to play in big minutes. He's coming back um, fresh. He, albeit he only scored uh, fifty five. So, um, but yeah, that's obviously against Melbourne. I, I would, I would be selling Tavita to, to Payne Haas if I
0: could. Mm, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, whilst. At the Bronx, probably, I mean, no, no other major talking points in that Jermaine Asako, people jumped on his for his big negative break even, struggled on the weekend with 31 points and looks like he'll probably be a sell next week uh, for about a 60K profit. He could go big this week, Let's who knows. Um, Tessie New is the other one who I'm looking at trading out this week. Um, Tessie's been ticking along all right, and I, I know you've been pretty impressed with him. Um, but he's now got a break-even of 40. He's made us a fair bit of coin. And with games against the Bunnies, Panthers and Eels, I don't see him making much more money, uh, at least over the next month. Uh, whilst, what are your thoughts on Tessie and the Broncos?
2: Yeah, I think Tessie's a hold. I, yeah, I've got the, I've got it totally wrong with Tessie. Obviously, I wrapped him up a lot last year. He did nothing. And then I've said this year that I thought he'd be pretty impotent in the centres, but he's been he's looked really, really dangerous and um, looked really good to the eye um, without, you know, like setting the world a lot. He hasn't been Dane Laurie-like, but he's certainly been solid for those people that bought him at that price. And like you said, he's made just some money. Basically. Uh, yeah, a thirty. Yeah. Like, I mean. Didn't see that coming. He, yeah, he just looks like breaking tackles. I, I I actually thought when I saw him last year that he looked like he he needed a lot of time in the gym and that he wasn't strong enough to break tackles when he was running the ball back from fullback, so I thought he'd struggle at centre, but he's revelled there and, you know, they play a fairly expensive, expansive game plan. So, yeah, I'd be hanging on to Tessie New. I'm sort of in two minds whether I'd bring him in now because I've probably missed the boat. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be unhappy at all if I hadn't got him straight up. I, you know, in fact, I I wish I did. So I missed that opportunity uh, where I saved a trade to um, trade uh, Fusatoura out for Tessie New, but um, I ended up turning Tour into Brian Toto the week after, so it hasn't worked out too bad. But, um, yeah, TPJ, I, I think it's a bit of fool's gold. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, he he, he might go really well this weekend, but what's going to happen moving forward? Because Lodge looked pretty good and, yeah, like Desi said, pain arse, you've got
0: to get him in in the next couple of weeks. Mm, for sure, mate. Yeah, I, I think Tessie's a sell. Uh, not necessarily a sell. I definitely wouldn't be buying him. Uh, and if he's, you could hold him for one more week, see what he does. But just with that upcoming draw, I see some low scores in him and the Broncos. Uh, but, yeah, you can certainly have another look at him another week cause if he if he goes well again, uh, who knows, maybe he can get himself to 450 to 500K, maybe a little optimistic. Uh, moving on to the Warriors and Seagulls, Friday 6 p.m. at Central Coast Stadium in Gosford. Uh, In a massive blow, AFB owners who brought him in recently. I was so close to getting him in. Um, Fortunately, well, not fortunately, I was burnt by him late last year with injury. So his injury history and just the way he's been, uh, he's had a little couple of injury niggles early this year as well. I stayed away from him, um, but that absolutely sucks for his new owners. He's out. Leeson Armour starts at prop. Bunty Afoa out suspended. Tohu Harris starts at prop. Jack Murchie moves to the, from the bench into the back row. Kane Evans has been named on the interchange to play his first match for the Warriors. Tom Ayl is on the bench with Bailey Siren and missing out. Uh, whilst I'll start with you on this one, mate, being our, our Warriors man. Um, what's your take there? And after a decent start to the season, aside from Tohu Harris, their coach stocks are probably taking a little bit, a bit of a hit now. And, you know, guys like Cody Nikarima. Um, Roger Tulbastishek probably hitting there more there. Max prices and a little bit less interest there.
2: Um, I just think it's game-specific more than any other team with the Warriors. I mean, they play such a uh, middle-centric game. Um, but I think the game's starting to open up. Geez, I like the way uh, – I thought it was really promising, the Roosters game, and people might go, oh, are you kidding yourself? But they, they actually led for a lot of the game, and then they were down by four at half-time, and they had a uh, – I think they had sort of four or five repeat sets on the Roosters line, but they just couldn't crack them and get that try. And then the Roosters marched down the field and they scored and then they met, the momentum was gone. They're not quite up there with those really good teams, but can certainly compete with them for a long period of time. So, um, and I like the way that they were doing, two that two forwards were pushing up together and RTS was like a blind sweep out the back. It, it looked so dangerous. He made a clean line break from one of them and pass it to uh, Cody Nicarima, but he got run down by Brett Morris, who had a cracker. But, yeah, certainly their game is developing under Brown. Um, they're an exciting team. RTS looks set for a huge season, but with Pappy and Teddy, he's not mm. really super coach relevant. Cody Nicarima is to a certain degree, but you're going to have to ride the highs and lows. He's a bit like Cody Walker um, three or four years ago a bit of rocks or diamonds. I think he'll get a number of 100-plus scores, but I think he'll get a number of scores between 30 and 40 as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Over at the Manly Seagulls, Tommy Turbo will miss another week after not being named in the 21. Morgan Harper comes into the centres to replace the injured Moses Sully. Jack Kazuski comes into the second row to replace the injured Morgan Boyle. Tyler Sipley is the new face on the interchange bench. Ben Chaboyevich, Burbo, has been named in the reserves. Um, Desi happens to be a manly man. So we've got a bit of a, an SC play podcast rivalry going on this week. I know which side I'd want to be on. Um, Desi, if you've got any uh, insight into the Warriors, feel free, mate, but I think Wallace has covered it pretty well. At manly, uh, again, there's bugger all super great interest there. Jason Saab's actually lost money, and, and I think he's probably just a, a waiting a hold until Tommy Turbo comes back and hopefully starts feeding him with a couple of tries. Uh, mate, the big one there is Josh Schuster, who – I think he had about forty-seven points and was really solid in eighty minutes again on the weekend. Um, at Schuster, now he's made some good coin already. Still has a big negative break-even there. Uh, would you still be buying Josh Schuster this weekend? What are your thoughts at Manly?
1: Yeah, I would absolutely buy him. I think he's pretty much the only SuperCoach relevant player right now in that team. Um, he's his base is high enough that you could safely play him in your seventeen every week. Um, Getting forty-seven in that game was pretty spectacular, considering um, they just didn't have the ball at all, um, and there were so many stoppages. I think he's a very safe option. I'll probably be playing him in my seventeen this week um, over guys like Jordan Ricky. I'd probably play Schuster ahead of ahead of Ricky, but uh, 100%. I, I, uh, yeah, by hundred percent, yeah, hey Jason Saba. I'm surprised he hasn't been dropped. To be honest, he he makes like two or three hit ups a game. It's just ridiculous. Malia they're in all sorts
0: Desi do you give uh mate I'm going to I'm going to quickly refer to a top sport market because uh, we'll get to the top sport punting plays very shortly, but one that caught my eye was the Warriors giving away an eight-point start <laughs> is, the, is the line in this line. You know what? That was
1: my top sport bet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it was Warriors to cover the line against Manly. eighty five. It's just unbelievable that they're setting the line at eight points um, with oh, Manly wow. right now. They just didn't – you'd back them to lose by 20 against the Bulldogs right now. It's just uh, it's a joke.
0: Right. Well, while we're on that point, let's get to our top sport punting plays for the week. Um, and we have we had our first miss on our punting plays for the weekend in our, in our weekly punting preview of a Friday Arvo. We're 15 from 16 to start the year, three from three multi. So we went two from three on the weekend. So it was still a profit, still a good result. Um, we had AJ Johnson, Alex Johnson, to get two tries. He only scored one and had one denied there, which is a bit of a bugger, but still very good numbers. If you do want to follow our tips, all markets and odds are taken exclusively from Top Sport. Uh, if you are going to join up with them and follow our tips, use the code SC Playbook when joining. It's 18 plus only, gamble responsibly. Touching on last week's tips, Walsh Wals just came out all guns blazing, had an 80-to-1 multi just to like end the year in the first round of punting plays or second round of punting plays. He had an Alex Johnston hat trick into a Charlie Staines hat trick. Didn't quite come off for you with one of the six tries, mate, but I love the boldness of that despite not being bold predictions. The spy got him a bit of a wrap. He he backed the Panthers, Storm, and Rabbits all to cover their lines at $6.85. They all came off. I had Cody Walker to score a double at $6.75. That came off as well. Um, so good revol- results for the punting plays. I am going to put a bit of a leaderboard into this uh, throughout the season starting next week. Just ran out of a little bit of time this week. Um, Desi, start us off, mate. Uh, I, I mean, you've touched on your play this week, so you're going Warriors to cover the line against your beloved Seagulls.
1: Yeah, uh, we could probably add in ITS anytime Tricerro.
0: Beautiful, mate. Well, there's Desi's for it. Uh, Warrows, what, what have you got for your punting plays this week? Are they another 101 multi or what?
2: Uh, no, I actually like a couple of roughies. So I'm, I'm not going to back them, but I'd just say, you know, have a look at the the. the have a close look at the team list and the finalised team lists um, when they come together. And, you know, the Cowboys are reasonable value. They've been playing with no heart, but they get a lot of good players back. Um, I wouldn't say that I'd be backing them, but, geez, Canberra, 295 on top spot, I don't mind that. But what I'm going to say, for my punting player, I'm going to go a bit more conservative this time, Timmy, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty, it was pretty loose. Um, so what I'm going to say is uh, a two leg double. I'm going to have the Titans to win. That's pretty short at a dollar thirty five. I think they'll get the business done against a um, banged up Newcastle Knights side. And into Canberra Raiders plus seven and a half at a dollar ninety five. So if you take that two leg multi, you get two dollars sixty three, which I reckon is pretty
0: decent value and a pretty safe bet. I like it, mate. Trying yourself back in the winners' circle. Um, I. Tossed around with a couple of them, and it's a little bit hard because we record this podcast at, at 4.30 of a Tuesday. And, and the, so, some of the better markets, particularly like the tri score ones, don't come out until you know, sort of the teams drop of a Tuesday afternoon. But uh, I've just updated my one. Initially, I was going to take the Warriors giving away eight start into the Storm, giving away 27 and a half. Uh, I know you can get caught up in one week of brilliance, but you can get Pappy, Ryan Pappenhausen to score a double at four bucks against the Dogs, which with his support play and just what they should do to the Dogs, uh, I think that's a pretty damn good bet uh, and obviously a big one for Supercoach as well with so many of us owning him. Um, so we'll recap that again next week with a leaderboard uh, and see where we're at, fellas. Uh, Let's move on to Walser's game, and that is the Panthers and the Raiders. This should be an absolute cracker of a game. Um, You know, people looking towards the Panthers as they always do, but the Raiders have just developed so much resilience. Uh, It's going to be an exciting one. 7.55 Friday night at Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. At the Panthers, unchanged from last week, unsurprisingly. Desi, over there, mate. uh, You're a Stephen Crichton owner. What are your thoughts on him? And, I I mean, there's just a swag full of Penrith buys that you could do Ah, uh, their draw opens up once again after this week, but this weekend might be a lot tougher scoring for them. Um, Brian Toto, got to be a must-have.
1: Yeah, To'o was number one on the priority list. David Fifita number two for me. They're definitely the top two targets. Yeah, Stephen Crichton. It was just unfortunate, wasn't it? He he just didn't look quite at home at fullback, um, considering they put so many points on them. He just got he just didn't get in the mix at all just wasn't sweeping around the back um, particularly well, whereas Charlie Staines, when he moved to fullback late there, he, he was definitely looking better than Stephen Crichton did. So, yeah, hopefully um, he gets some attacking stats this week for me. It was it was a bit of a risky play. I was really considering bringing in um, Kurt Capewell instead, but I thought I'd just mm. risk it on Crichton. But, yeah, hopefully um, over the next month he, he gets something there. Um, but, yeah, Brian Tawall, um Jerome Luai, kick out even, they're all just looking like absolute monsters right now. Even Fisher-Harris, I think he got 90-odd points. Mm. They're all just looking so good.
0: Desi, you, you mentioned uh, you're looking at going Cody Walker to Cam Munster. Jerome Lewis 128 on the weekend. Season average of 87 now. Penis left edge just looking lethal. I mean, after this week, they play the Broncos, then the Knights who are injury depleted, although they've got a few back this week. Or, sorry, Caelan Pong back this week. Then it goes Manly the Sharks, the Titans, uh, would you be considering Luai over Monster or is it just Monster?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to 100% get Luai over Monster, but I was 10K short of him. So I've had to keep out yeah. and get Cam Monster instead.
0: <laughs> it, so it's it's not
1: terrible, but yeah, I think Luai will almost certainly be the highest averaging 5.8 now across the whole season. He's just absolute fire.
0: Jeez, that is very interesting. Wales, mate. Uh, Desi touched on it, but Charlie Staines. Thank God for owners and those who played him. Myself being one of them, he moved to fullback for the last two minutes of the game and had a try assist and line assist in the one play on his first touch of the ball. Firstly, do you think there's a chance Charlie Staines starts at fullback in round uh, this weekend come game time, uh, and then just Penrith on a whole, mate? Um, who do you like?
2: Yeah, it's a close watch, isn't it? Because I have grave fears for Charlie Staines um and his super coach score against a side like Canberra who are legitimately a top four side. So, I mean, if he try, he take he'll take some runs and he'll get absolutely belted. Um and is he going to actually get any clean ball? Yeah, this this game just reeks to me of like a bit of a Raiders ambush. Like I, I I saw um 100 footy last night and Uh, Gus Girl came out and said the Panthers will smash them, Uh, but I can't see it. I I just think the Raiders have been, without being impressive, they've been the most impressive side to me. I I actually think at the moment they're, in my head, they're the favourites to win the comp. So in terms yeah, yeah, I, I like them a lot. I like the way they're building their season and just how deep their list is and the way they're playing footy. It's not dependent on... Anything too much, but it's just like good solid footy. So, um, yeah, I, I like. I think Crichton was very disappointing. I don't expect him to be overly much better. It would be great if Stain starts at fullback, so you're gonna have to keep a close eye on that. I really like the look of Burton, and what the great thing about Burton in that left center position is, and for Brian To and as you hope he stays there, he sort of opens up Toto's game because he can pass better than Stephen Crichton can. And, and, he, and if there's nothing on for Burton, he'll pass the ball early to Tothos, which just gives him more runs. So, um, but they, they're they're hot at the moment. The Panthers they, they're going really well, um, and I think the Raiders are just waiting for a game like this to challenge themselves. So it's going to be a great game. Uh, it'll be a great Super Coach game for two for sure.
0: Mm, it is, mate. Uh, just a quick thought on the Panthers: Charlie Staines, while playing on the right edge. In a game like this, he's unplayable because I'm with Walsh. I think if he stays on the wing, he could go very low in, in what should be a, you know, potentially be a relatively low scoring encounter. It could be a bit of a grind, a bit of an arm wrestle. Um, if he moves to fullback, I know we only were basing this on one play, but just with his speed in a gun side, I'm holding him uh, on the back of, you know, I think I'm with Walsh. I think the Raiders can upset Penrith. Um they probably don't want to throw Staines into fullback this week in such a tough game. I know Criden's a bit of a, a, a rookie as well, but certainly far more experienced than Staines. So I'll be holding Staines, hoping potentially he plays fullback next week as the draw opens up, uh, but I won't be playing him in my 17 this week. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, exciting signs all around for Supercoach and just a cracking game of footy here. Yeah. How, how long's Edwards out for, Timmy? Uh, was it six to eight weeks? I'm thinking off the top of my head. Bro- broken hand, I think.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah cause, I mean, it has such huge super coach implications um, in terms of Burton playing centre and keeping Crichton out of centre mm. because he takes so much ball off Brian Totto. And then also, you know, the fact that can Charlie Staines get a start? So, I mean, like realistically, you know, Crichton, Crichton um, should have scored a try there, but Momorowski dummied and nearly blew at the end. Um, but Staines late in the game, I mean, that might have sparked an idea in oh. in Cleary's head to go, okay, last 20, we're putting stains to fullback because he looked fresh and
0: he looked fast. And, um, you know, even a side like Canberra is going to give him some trouble. Mm, mate, even his – I know, again, it's a small sample size, but just the way he held that ball up for that try was so classy. The ease at which he got on – I can't remember who the defender's are outside shoulder was – but. My goodness, he looked good, and I mean, I'm just probably getting too excited. As a bloke who held him, um, but oh, gee, I'd love to see him uh, playing fullback for 80 minutes the week after against the Broncos on a dry SunCorp Stadium track because you know he could have some big scores in him. But as soon for as long as he's playing on that right edge, you know, he's a hard one to own and a hard one to play. So uh, we'll see what Ivan Cleary does in that side. Um, where are we up to now, fellas? Oh, the mighty Canberra Raiders. Um, at the Raiders, pretty similar And Joe Taffy makes an early return from an ankle injury to start at lock. Ryan James returns to the interchange after starting against the Titans last week. Ryan Sutton and Josh Papali both start in the front row. Dynamis Louie drops to the reserves, speaking of the depth at the Raiders, uh, with a Queensland origin prop dropping out of the side. Um, I'll quickly touch on the Raiders here, fellas. While well spoke about them then, not heaps of supercoach interest, Bailey Simonton, interestingly, um, he hasn't done too much in terms of supercoats just yet. Um, He's averaging 34 points per game, 25 base per game, which is all right for him. Hasn't scored a try yet. So I know the Raiders had a pretty decent opening to the year. They have a couple of tough weeks coming up. Um, I'll be holding and hoping he can just jag a few tries to bump that up and hopefully get over 300K at some point. Ryan James, encouraging for those who held him, which I assume most would. He didn't play great minutes, but the fact that he started last week again shows how much Ricky Stewart thinks of him. Um, so next week when that five drops out of his rolling average, he could be a really, really solid buy. Um, elsewhere, there's sort of not too, too much going on at the Raiders, coach wise Let's move on to the Titans and Knights, Saturday 3 p.m. at SeaBus Super Stadium. Uh, At the Titans, Brian Kelly returns in the centres from a broken hand. That pushes Philip Sammy back to the wing and Anthony Don, who is injured, out of the side. Ash Taylor's also been named in the 21 jumper. Um, Desi, I think that probably aside from AJ Brimson, who's been okay, Brian Kelly, who's been out for a few weeks, there's three blokes to talk about here and it's the blokes in the back row. Big Tino for Malawi, my boy, who I, I had a lot of faith in. He finally delivered last weekend after an okay start to the season with some monster stats. Uh, himself, Dave Fafita, who went massive as well, uh, and then the other Tyrone Peachy, who flopped. Peachy started and didn't get terrific game time. Uh, Fasul Malawi, 39 tackles, 20 runs, 7 tackle breaks, and a line break in 71 minutes, which is massive. Um, I mean, we saw Dave, Dave Fafida is just busting tackles for fun. Um, Peachy only played... Peachy played 58 minutes, but only had 36 points. Um, Desi, your thoughts on them three, mate? Dave Fafita, you've already said, to a must-have.
1: Yeah, um, I'm bringing David Fafita straight in, um, probably at the expense of either Byronette or Murray, unfortunately. I'm going to have to trade out a gun to bring him in, uh, which is mm. normally Supercoach blasphemy. But I think David Fafita has to be that top of a priority trade-in this week. Um, his his base has just increased um, since he's moved to the Titans. He's uh he's moved from about 40 base at the Broncos to 60 at the Titans, and it's purely because of um, less stoppages in play. Um, he's still breaking just as many tackles. He's getting much more attacking um, opportunities in the attacking third. Yeah, and 88 points, it says it all, um, without a try or assist or anything like that. So it's it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's bread and butter. You have to get him in. Um, Tino as well, hes I said he, he wouldn't be that good. He, he wasn't that great over the first three rounds, but... Yeah, he, he definitely repaid repaid the faith uh um seventy-one minutes. I'm not sure if he's gonna continue getting that. What do you think?
0: Um uh, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on him playing seventy one each week, but I mean, A, it's shown that he can do it. He had seventy one in base, plus he's attacking upside. Um I don't think it'll continue, but she's good sign.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um as for Peachy, not, not not sold on him. I think uh you have to go for higher upside guys.
0: For sure, mate. Uh, Whilst your thoughts, particularly on, I mean, probably firstly, Dave Fafita must have, is he Tino Fusumala? I believe you're an owner and you held. So your thoughts on them too? Uh, I mean, a lot of people will be tossing up. I know I am between Toto and Fafita this week because, you know, to have the money to get them, you're looking okay, although it's possible. Um, And anyone else at the Titans?
2: Yeah, um, I'm just very – I'm glad I held Tino because I was ready to sell him. It wasn't because he was – that disappointing. But I just didn't see that upside. But in that game, I mean, you know, it's hard not to be impressed with what he did. He was just outstanding. I think he got two um, points in a game where they got beaten by, Mm. you know, 20 or something. But he deserved them. He he was close to the best player on the field. Um, With his output, he looked dangerous. He was breaking tackles, which he hasn't necessarily been doing all year. Some of that was the fact that Canberra had a more rushing defence. So... You know, that caused him to break a lot more tackles. But in saying that, I saw enough to say he's a hold for the rest of the year unless um, something big changes, or at least till Origin, because um, he's part of that Origin campaign. Um, and then the other relevant player um, for the Titans is Fafida. And I, I, I'm sort of with Des. He's going to be, what is he? Is he 700000 now now? Just under. Just under 700 k But um, I think he's a must-have, so I'm going to bring him in. Um, most likely this weekend because he gets to run at sort of Connor Watson or Blake Green or one of those. And you know, even though Watson's a fairly good defender, um, if he gets a crack at Blake Green, Blake Green looks um, like a bit. You know, like like he should have retired for my life. <laughs> looks <laughs> a bit
1: old. Yeah, without
2: yeah, with, without sounding harsh, I just I just think he looks. Like he, he looks slow, like the game's gone past him a little bit. So he, he might prove me wrong. He might go out there. He can still probably get a team around the park. But if they expose him on an edge, um, he could be in all sorts of trouble. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Dave Fafita, he just looks so um, dangerous. And the fact that uh, the coach is sort of made the game plan around his two marquee players that he's brought to the club. I really, really respect what the coach has done, Um, and I think that it shows that they're going to base a lot of their game around Tino and Fafida, and that's probably the best way for them to win because they don't have marquee halves. You know, they've just got, you know, halves that are just trying their best. The the other player that I'm really interested in because they do shift the ball is Brian Kelly, and because there's a dearth of centre wings, I'm going to keep a very close eye on him and how he goes this weekend and
0: I'm going to look to bring him in probably over the next couple of weeks if I can. Yeah, there's stacks of really, really good uh, well, gun centre wings that are bottoming out. You know, I can, I can name a few. With, I mean, Toto, who's not bottoming out, but I don't think you're going to get him much cheaper than he is right now. David Nofaluma is Zach Lomax is Brian Kelly is no one who's Pete Walsh's interest, so plenty of options. Over at the Knights, Caelan Ponga returns, thank God, for my Supercoach draft side. Uh, we went with him early in the draft, I think picked four or five or something. So good to have him back. Massive for the Knights. Uh, Tex Hoy hasn't been named after suffering a hamstring injury last weekend. Mitchie Pierce has gone for 10 to 12 weeks. Blake Green comes into the halves. David Clem named despite a knee injury last weekend. So monitor that one throughout the week. Connor Connor Watson moves from bench to 5'8". Kurt Mayen is out after suffering a head knock last week. Chris Randall, Pasami Solo, and Brodie Jones come onto the interchange bench. Um, and I, I mean, I know Desi. Desi, you were talking about you need to sell one of uh, Cam Murray and Mitch Barnett. I'm a, I'm a Cam Murray fanboy. I'm a Caelan Ponga fanboy. Um, but I'd be selling Cam Murray over Mitch Barnett because even if he loses the goal kicking to Caelan Ponga this week, which I hope he doesn't, but we don't know, uh, mate, I've spoken about it time and time again. But Caelan Ponga on that left edge, being that left edge back row is a place you want to be. The way KP draws in those defenders and just pops it, I think two years back, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, the amount of tries he scored just off the back of KP's class, mate, I think Barnett could sizzle outside him. Uh, mate, what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I was kind of leaning the other way. Um, barnetts he's gone from 4% to nearly 40% ownership in a matter of weeks. And I think it's, I don't know, will it keep going up? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, you do bring up bring up a very good point there. Mm. But I, I think Murray's also going to get quite a few tries over the next month of footy as well. If Cook, uh, he, he's looked so close so many times as he did last season. He just gets held up at the line all the time when Cook uh, goes for that short ball. But yeah, I, I'd assume against some of the weaker teams, he's he'll have to start get, uh, going over soon. But yeah, it's it really is a toss up. Um, but yeah, I think I might be trading by out. I I think I might just pull the trigger on both him and Cody, and bring in Fafida and oh, yeah. It's Huge trades. They they seem really sideways on paper, and even saying them out loud, it seems sideways. But I don't know. When when you look a bit deeper, sometimes you'll see you'll see start to see some things. Uh, maybe not so sideways.
0: Walsh, give us a comment on Desi's trades.
2: Yeah, I think they're fair. I mean. I've done similar trades in the past. I think what you got to do if you do trades like that, and Desi knows better than me, you know, he's won, he's won the thing. Um, I've only come second. So, um, <laughs> is as you know, We've Tim gotten
0: two good. to one here, mate. Don't compliment
2: him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if you do trades like that, you've got to commit long-term, you know, you, you, you because it's easy to question yourself. Like, if Munster goes out against the Bulldogs, which he's quite capable of going out there and just punching out You're 70, you can doubt yourself, and Cody comes back off a spell and he's fresh and, you know, maybe he scores 100, 120 or something. You start to go, oh, you've got to really look long-term, like Des says, and say, okay, which player do I want? Which player am I prepared to hold? it's a bit like those players that that did the um, Teddy trade out, that traded Teddy out. But, I mean, that sort of stuff's really, really dangerous because you get to the end of the year and you probably don't have the trades you need to... Actually, get through. So, um, if you're going to do them trades, I think they're fine, but I think you've just got to stick with them. And, and I actually do think Barnett, if Ponga gets the kicking, he probably is a trade out. Like, I see what you mean about that left side and he can give short balls, and a lot of the game plan is going to be around Ponga now. But, um, and I've really been impressed with Barnett, but he's a close watch to trade out because he's probably almost peaked. And I certainly have more confidence in say a Madison, um, a Tohu Harris, uh obviously Angus Crichton, um, and even now David Fafita than I do in Mitch Barnett. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, mate, it's well said and, and I I'm with you. I such a close watch Barnett now that Caitlin Ponger's back. If he keeps kicking, I oh, like in just season long hold given. Um but if he doesn't, yeah, just gonna watch him the next two weeks with Ponger and then recess there because if he does lose the goal kicking then he probably well he almost certainly has peaked in price.
2: They got a really tough draw too, Timmy. Yeah, like so. I mean, they've had the easy part of the draw. And that's what I think, like, actually, when we, if you go back, I just wanted to spec this for, for people who are having a, don't mind a long range punt. Um, the Tigers to make the top eight. Now, it sounds really strange, but they've had a brutal draw to start the season. And I actually, what has given me heart about, no, I think they'll finish eighth or ninth. I actually, I, I actually would lock that in now as a prediction. I think the Tigers will finish eighth or ninth. I think they're building to something, and I think their list is good. And I like the way that Michael Maguire is treating the season. Like he's not too worried about what they've done in these games. They're working towards stuff, and I just see them as a side that's going to get a lot better. So um, the, the the Knights are a side. Um, that I see are probably going to struggle. It's going to be Ponga or bust for them for the rest of the season.
0: Well, if there's two things, I haven't known you a long time, but if there's two things I'm sure of, I'm sure of, it's one that you're going to get overly excited about Warriors, Supercoach prospects at the start of the season and then overcompensate on them. And the other one is that you're going to wrap the Tigers despite looking trash all year.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I they're all building the up to a solid ninth <laughs> finish for the sixth yeah, year yeah. in a row. <laughs>
0: Oh, they will finish, finish. They will finish eighth or ninth. If you can get odds on that, take it. They will finish thirteenth at best. Fourteen, anyway, mate. We'll fourteen. We'll, yeah, we'll re- reassess that one at the end of the year. Hey, fellas, really, really exciting news. Uh, Quantium have jumped on board as a sponsor for the SC Playbook podcast this season. Uh, For anyone that doesn't know that name, Adam DeRussi, who writes uh, what is, in my opinion, probably the best Supercoach article out there um, for the website every week, which is based around the true ownership of players as opposed to the actual Supercoach site, which can be a bit misleading. Adam is the CEO and founder of the site. uh, And yeah, so himself and Quantum have jumped on as a sponsor, which we're very, very grateful for, for supporting the site this season. Quantum are Australia's premier data science and artificial intelligence company, if you're interested in a, in a career fueled by game-changing analytics, break away from the pack by joining the Quantum team today. Uh, we'll have links to their site across the hours throughout the season and whatnot. So please do check them out. Um, Adam's also going to jump on the podcast again in a few weeks' time. He's done it plenty of times in the past. He's a bit of a super coach weapon, unsurprisingly. So he'll run us through how he comes to his article and the analysis that comes with that. So looking forward to that, lad. Let's jump into our bold predictions for the week. We'll recap last week's whilst. Whilst you're, uh, you become a bit of a punching bag when the spy's not on the podcast, which is which is very unfair to you because the the spy's such an easy target. But last week he had Alex Johnson ninety plus fail, Charlie Staines eighty plus fail, and Cody Walker one hundred and twenty plus fail. The spy had Alex Johnson a fail. He had little pappy one thirty five plus nailed that, and he also had Cleary, Luai, and Toto to go three hundred plus, which he nailed. So the spy's on a tear. Uh, I had Cody and Cam Murray two hundred plus. My my continuous faith in Cam Murray has let me down a fair bit this year in, in a lot of different ways. I had little Pappy one hundred and twenty plus, so that was a tick. And then I had Jermaine Asako to go sub twenty five, and he got thirty one, so it wasn't a bad fail, but a fail nonetheless. Uh, whilst what have you got for us this week, mate? Come good. Ah, uh, can you go to Desi first, then <laughs> Desi? What do you got? All
1: right. Um- so coming off my grand fail of someone scoring two hundred because Addo oh, yeah. Carr yeah. Car takes the conversion, but yeah, well, no worries about that one.
0: Can you recap that, please, mate? <laughs> That's how it all played out. All
1: right, so well, we thought I had it right. I I, I, I was yeah, well, two hundred plus prediction. It's it's not going to happen again, I don't think.
0: Two hundred one. was two hundred one, two hundred three pre update. Yeah, was, what, yep.
1: and then Ado Car took the conversion, and he I think he ended one nine seven. And it was from right in front. So it was going to be a 2 um, one score. But uh, it is what it is. So My predictions this week, I'm going uh, my main man, Cam Munster, bringing him in. He's going to score 120-plus against the Bulldogs. Uh, I'm actually going Jai Arrow to score 100-plus and a try. Wow. And Nathan Cleary under 70 against the Raiders.
0: Mm, nice, mate. My ones are extremely similar. Same games, similar predictions. I had Latrell Mitchell to go 120-plus. I think with Cody Walker out, I think it just Latrell's going to get so much more ball. I think he's going to lift uh, with him out in what should be a, a semi-easy game, depending which Brisbane side show up. Uh, Cam Munster to go 120-plus. Despite the fact that I said I'd be holding Cody Walker this week, I do think Munster's due for a big one. Uh, and then same vein as Desi, I've gone Jerome Luai to go sub-45. I was going to go Nathan Cleary. Um, but I just think Cleary just accumulates those, you know, repeat sets, conversions. Uh, He just does it so easily. But Luai, if the Raiders can somehow contain that left edge of the Panthers, I think uh, there'll be a few lower scores from that side than we've seen in the past. Fellas, let's jump across to the Bulldogs and Storm. Speaking of one-sided supercoach contests, Saturday, 5.30pm at Stadium Australia in Sydney at the Dogs. Dallin Watenni's Lesniak returns from suspension at fullback Nick Meaney's out injured. Josh Jackson returns at prop as does – sorry. Skipper Josh Jackson returns. Luke Thompson returns at prop from suspension. Renoff, Atoni, and Jack Hevington move to the interchange. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with his NRL.com team list, but Jack Hevington is definitely named to start. So he will be starting. Um, Anyway, it's irrelevant because the Bulldogs are irrelevant in Supercoach and I don't think there's anyone worth mentioning there except for Jackson Topine who scored about 53 last week and his basement price in Supercoach. Just don't jump on him early. Lachlan Lewis got injured last week so he played big minutes. Um, But you know he may well be a buy but he's certainly not a buy this week. Wait till next week, see what happens and then we can reconsider him. Uh, A team that is very Supercoach relevant is the Storm. Harry Grant named in the number 21 jumper could come into that side. All I'll say about that is um, in a game against the Dogs that they should win very comfortably, uh, Craig Bellamy is not going to risk him if he's not good to go. So if he comes in, look out. Um, Drenko Lee, also named in the extended squad. Felice Cafusi returns from suspension. Tom who's dropped to the interchange bench. Uh, Desi, the Storm, you've spoken about Munster. We've spoken about a lot of these guys. Um, I mean, Ryan Pappenhausen speaks to himself as a must-have. Anything to add at the Storm?
1: No, I just... I think uh Walsh owns Brandon Smith, don't you, Walsh? You still have him?
0: Yeah, I still yeah, do have I him. I think
1: he's in for an absolutely enormous game um, in this there one. There you go. I think he could get a few very easy tries just putting a few of the big boys over under the posts. He could go 100-plus very comfortably in this one.
2: Enough. Don't you yeah. think that, uh, Harry, Grant, Harry Grant will play some time in dummy half?
1: Yeah. Oh, he's he's on the reserves, though, isn't he? He's not on the bench. So. Yeah,
0: extended extended bench.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he'll play this game. To be honest, I think. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, provided he doesn't, whilst uh, what are your plans with Brandon Smith?
2: Yeah. Well, my plan was to sell him because it was. I was under the impression that Harry Grant was back, so I might just have to wait. Uh, the fact that it's is it a
0: reason? It's a bit late? awkward.
2: Five thirty on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Five thirty Saturday. What's on after it? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to have a close look at that now and, and reassess because the player I was probably going to trade him to, um, yeah, it was probably playing in a game before that. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a tough one for me. So I might change my trades, but um, yeah, certainly agree with Des um, if he's playing that um, they might they might work him over around the ruck. In saying that, he only played something like 43 minutes, I think, last game. So um, he pretty fifty-two. 52 minutes, yes, yes. Um, no, he, he, he played 52 minutes straight and then he got taken off and he normally comes back on after about 7 to 10 minutes and basically plays 70 to 75 minutes. But um, for whatever reason he didn't, he might have had a small injury and I suppose they were up by a heap. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see this Storm team change significantly before um, kickoff. Like I, I actually think and, like, I don't think, I think, a Stormer aside that can actually do it and still be professional enough mm. to score on the Bulldogs, but they might bring a lot of their extended bench in for a run in this game.
0: So do either of you own or did you own Christian Welch?
1: No. He looked good though. No.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's solid. I, I don't like I'm I'm working on a story at the moment. Uh Timmy you probably put it out. Uh, on the SC Playbook website um, in the next couple of days and the socials and that, um, just going through after four rounds, let's take stock, who are the keepers, who's cash generation and who are the potential pods and round 13 um, buy players that you want to have a look at. And uh, he doesn't really come into calculations for me, Christian Welsh. He's somewhere below keeper status. So um, in that sense, he's not relevant. If you grabbed him, I think he's doing
0: a job for you but um, I don't think he's
2: overly relevant.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, he did this week what – I mean, I don't own him either. I think the Spies got him, but he did this week what people had hoped for Or in round one, 59 minutes, 71 points, great base there in 49, and he had, I think, four offloads or something. But, I mean, it might be a little too late. You can hold him comfortably and have a look at him for another week or two, but if you do own him and this is your ticket to someone like David Fafita or Angus Crichton, I think you've just got to bite the bullet and do it. Yeah, and I think you've got to remember that Finucane comes back into the forward rotation and so does
2: Brandon Smith. Yeah. Like Harry Green is not going to be sharing minutes with Brandon Smith. It's He's going to go back in as a loose forward, and uh, middle forward, and um, that's going to impinge on, you know, Nelson osofa Solomon and Christian Welsh's minutes
0: for sure. For sure, mate. And uh, just on the by planning, we, we will talk about that in depth uh, over the next week or two, possibly as soon as next week, because we are getting to that time that we really need to be looking forward to round 13, uh, us overall players, and who's going to be available. I mean, we should have been looking a little bit already, but it's starting to heat up a little bit as we get closer to that. Moving on to the Roosters and Sharks, Saturday, 7.35pm at the Sydney Cricket Ground at the Roosters. They are unchanged from the side that beat the Warriors, uh, on the weekend, Sammy Walker was exceptional in that game. had something like four line assists, I think it was. Uh, I mean, lots of us already owned him already. Um, if you don't own him, get him in, but it doesn't have to be this week. If you have no um, – if you can if you can do it, wait until next week because if he gets injured this week or something, it's a waste of a trade. He won't have risen in price at all. So if you can hold off on Sammy Walker, do it, but there's no harm in bringing him in this week. Uh, he also kicked when Takiyaho was off the field as well. Um, Desi at the Roosters, uh, who do you like there? I mean, a few, obviously some super guts relevant players, particularly the back line. What, what did you make of the first game without Luke Keery in the halves, namely to James Tedesco?
1: Yeah, I thought, yeah, Teddy, I figured he was going to sort of do what he did, which is try and take on more of the workload. He was trying to do absolutely everything. Um, still 74 points. <laughs> on, on a normal week, you'd say that's fine, like, you know, but... The fact that Pabenhausen scored two hundred makes people annoyed at Teddy, but you know seventy four points is kind of like the minimum he's going to get. That's his floor. So mm. um, yeah, obviously, it's just a feast of Super Coach points. B is outscoring him, which is just ridiculous. I don't think it'll it'll keep up. I think Teddy will bounce back in a big way this week. Probably slap up one twenty on the Sharks. Um, but yeah, Sam Walker. I think it's it's a massive sort of toss-up between playing him in my 17 or someone like um, Josh Schuster. So I'm, I'm really 50-50 on that decision. But, yeah, since it's the Sharks, it could be a very good week to sneak him into your 17, I think.
0: Hey, that that's what everyone's going to be deciding this week. At this stage, I'm leaning towards not playing him in my 17. But now Cody's out, pretend, uh, depending on what my trades are, I might be forced to. Brett Morris um, averaging a quiet 106 for the year, which is just absurd. Um, again, uh, we've said this before, but it's 732k. I mean, for almost 200k cheaper when you can get guys like Brian Toto and David Nofaluma, I couldn't go near him. But seriously, if anyone jumped on him early in the season, good luck to you. Um, Wiles, mate, what are your thoughts on uh, how is the supercoach dynamic changing at the Roosters from what you've seen with Luke Keary out or is it not too uh, dissimilar to what we saw before, off the back of how good Sam Walker was?
2: Yeah, I don't think it overly changes. I'm with Desi. I thought um, Teddy was fine. You know, he was that shepherd call off probably being 100, 110. Uh, You know, he gets a try assist, he gets a try. Um, I thought, like I said, you know, I probably looked through Warriors' coloured glasses, but I thought the Warriors were very good and I think they're a competitive side. I think Cronulla will be similar. I, I, I I, I rate Cronulla... In the same category as the Warriors, like they're not quite, in that, they're not in that top echelon, but they're building towards something, and they're they're a very chippy side, Cronulla. So it might not be as high scoring as you'd like um, if you're a Teddy. Owner. What I will say is, for me, um, and this this will allow players who believe in this, but my theory going forward is, Josh Schuster and Sam Walker are plays. They are definite plays, and they're two blokes that you bought that are dead cheap and what it allows you to do when you take those two blokes into your 17 every week is um through smart trading you can get better players in you can have a real marquee side if they there's two big ifs if they can actually stay healthy okay because they're both young um i think probably Schuster's more of a chance of staying healthy. I think he's under a bit of an injury cloud because he went off with a sore hand, so could be proven wrong there. But Sam Walker's very slight, but he held his he held his own pretty well. Um, and, you know, if if it suits your um, the compilation of your team, like how your team's made up in Supercoach, but I think both of those guys are plays. And um, Brett Morris, geez, I don't know. Like it's it's too hard to get him in now, but he's... He, he, I would say he's like an awful last year, but he's so much better. But congratulations to those people that picked him at the start. I, I imagine they're the players that are in the top 100. Um, that's an outstanding pick. I, I don't know how long you hold him for when you get rid of him or maybe he's a season-long hold. I don't know. I, I, I have – has he been named there, Timmy? He has been named this week. Moz. Yeah, because I did hear – I heard some mail that he that he's getting rested this weekend. and. Mm. Um, Suwali's so making his debut. So keep an eye on for that because mm. Suwali makes his debut. I mean, like, he's straight away a play for me as well. He's huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plenty to look out for there. Um, yeah. So, so much going on. Um, at the, and also you heard it there first, uh, Walsh and Carlos, a lot of people toss up whether to play Walk or not. Walsh says play, uh, and that could be good enough for me, I reckon. At the Sharks, very little supercoach relevant. Jesse Ramin returns from suspension the centres. Connor Tracy reverts to the bench. Braden Trindle moves from the interchange to the reserves. Uh, at the Sharks, I mean, Teague Wilton's the big one, catching our eyes there. Um, I mean, Wilton, people looking for a cheapie, there's not probably a lot of cheapies going around at the moment. Wilton was really good on the weekend. He's playing there in place of Britton Acora who was out on the weekend uh, and will again miss this weekend. So he's got a break even of negative 30, 250K, Base of 47. I'm not sure what happens next week when Nakora comes back. I assume Wilton goes to the bench, so I'm unsure of his cheaper credentials. Uh, whilst, what do you reckon about the Sharks and Teague Wilton then? Yeah, anything else to add there, mate?
2: Nah, yeah, that was my big one uh, to me was Teague Wilton. Like, some of the stats he pumped mm. out on the week. Um, even the week before was pretty good. Uh, like, he played 62 minutes um, and he, he punched out of 43, but he got – 78 on the weekend, and I know there was a try involved there, but if you're reading these stats properly, it's saying that he did um, 25 hit-ups. He's got 40 points in hit-ups. He got 30 points for hit-ups over 8 metres, so that's 15 hit-ups, and then 10 points for hit-ups. So, geez, he must have got a lot of ball. Like I I can remember watching that game. It got a bit disinteresting because, I mean, the Cowboys – that they're just not even trying, like they're going that bad at the moment. But um geez, that's a that's a huge workload. So uh he's certainly a player that piques interest. But yeah, like you say, I think Nakora's probably got that spot locked down. Do you think? Does he?
1: Yeah, probably, probably. I think he's just too experienced. I, just, yeah, I wanted Will. to give a big rub to Will Kennedy. Um He's looking so good. I know he's probably he's not super coach relevant at fullback, but. Jeez, he looked good on the weekend. Mm. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, Fellas, let's move on from that one. But, yeah, I mean, cer- certainly one to keep an eye out for. I think Nakora definitely comes back and starts next week. But, look, John Morris has shown that he's been willing to drop Nekorah in the past. He did it last year for a while when uh, Talakai was in really good form, who's obviously injured at the moment and shouldn't be too far uh, away from returning from injury. But who knows? So as a cheapie this week, you know, it may be, there might be a lot worse options there. Um, moving on to the Tigers and Cowboys, Sunday 4.05 at the home of Rugby League, Leichhardt Oval in Balmain. Uh, at the Tigers, Moses Embai moved to the centres. Uh, Asu Capeo left out. Tommy Talia moved to the centres, to the wing. Michael Cheekham goes onto the interchange bench. Um, I suspect that there's some funny things going on here. Jacob Little, with Moses Embai named at centre, it suggests that – uh, it suggests that Jacob Little plays 80 minutes, you'd have to think. If the team stays that way, I think he'll play 80 minutes almost certainly. But Jake Simpkin, the gun rookie half uh, hooker, should I say, who we've spoken about a fair bit on this podcast, has been named on the extended bench. Uh, with the Tigers' record to start of the year, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Cheekham or one of the big boys, probably Cheekham, drop off the bench come game day. Simp can go to 14 and play 30 of Little's minutes. I don't think there'd be too much disagreement there. Not saying it's going to happen, but uh, it's a shame for Little owners that they're playing so late in the round. But at least Little has scored his third try in four weeks last week. So if you do hold him, there is still more money to be made. So it's not the end of the world. Um, Desi, I mean, aside from Laurie, who we're all keeping at the moment, probably not too much interest at the Tigers. David Nofaluma is going to be as cheap as he's been in a long time, in a week or two's time.
1: Yeah, Nofo, he's, he's definitely – it's its interesting um, how he started the season. He could be a massive um, trade-in in a month's time. If he drops to sort of under 400K-ish, you'd snap him up in a heartbeat. So, yeah, he's one to watch. I, I was really impressed with, actually, Luciano Lua. I thought he was really good on the weekend. He was um, looking to offload that little inside ball that he did uh, for the Luke Brooks Um Luke Brooks line break try that happened. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely one to watch. I know you had him all last season. Timmy. what do you think of Luciano? How's he? Is he looking like a buy, well,
0: mate? He's, he's looking good. I I just I mean, it's, it's a hard one to get a gauge on at the moment. The, the back row, and I think that's a big part of that is Ryan Madison. You know, he it was a late withdrawal last week, which we'll talk about in a minute. So if, if Ryan Madison strings two or three games together, all of a sudden he becomes pretty close to a must-have again because, you know, him and Crichton are probably the the two best back-rollers in the game. But Luciano basing 47, he's averaging 61, which is about on par of what he was last year. I just don't know he's got the – I know he's got the attacking upside. I just don't know he's got the base to put him up there with the elite back-rollers being, you know, Crichton and potentially Madison. I mean, Cam Murray hasn't set the world alight. Jason Tamalolo hasn't set the world alight. So – the back row makeup is is very different to what we expected at the start of the year. I mean, Luciano, two forties, 44 and 46 prior to this week. So I want to see more from him. But the other thing is the Tigers have had a brutal draw to start the year. So as the draw starts opening up a little bit over the next month, which it does, Cowboys, Bunnies, Manly, Dragons, Titans, more attacking stats should come for Luciano. So, uh, look, he's definitely definitely a pod for me um, whilst any interest at the Tigers for you.
2: You're gonna laugh at this Timmy, but yeah, huge oh, huge in
0: this stuff. I
2: honestly, no no. I honestly believe that they are building and this this is a soft part of the draw. I think they'll continue building so they won't be sh- great straight away. I, I think um they are playing a bit of ducks and drakes, possibly with that center position, like I think I could go back to fourteen mm. and start on the and maybe a Joey Leilua could come in in the centres as well because he played pretty well in reserve grade, or they could, you know, play by there and bring Simpkins in, like you said. But I think Lay-Lua, Luke Brooks, um, Nofo, Adam Dewey, um, all, all of those blokes are legitimate pod plays for the next five weeks. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the other reasons why I say that: this is a side that averages. The first four weeks, it averages thirty points conceded in a game, but they have points in them—a lot of points in them. Um, so they play their next five games, and if you count five thirty as a day game. They play two games at five thirty. They play five day games. To me, that's huge, and some of the matchups are pretty good. Like I think, apart from South Sydney, although I actually don't think that's too bad of a matchup. Th- the next five games, they have pretty awesome matchups so if it's it's up to you whether you believe that the Tigers have got something or not but I I actually do believe that they have and I think all of those blokes are legitimate pod plays
0: yeah mate um look as usual you make a compelling point and a compelling argument on it. so I've, I've never disregarded what you've said before so fair enough and the one I do like I mean I'm not gonna be jumping on him anytime soon but the one that it really does open up for as they draw your teacher is Adam Dewey, who you touched on a couple of times recently. Mate, he's a serious footballer, and he's looking better and better every week in the NRL as he gets a little bit more experience, kicking goals. So if they do continue putting on these points, um, Dewey is a guy who interests me a little bit, but I uh, yeah, probably just want to see a little bit more from the Tigers before that point. But, I mean, what he's averaging 66 points already in his three games, 90 and 84 his last two games. So, yeah, Dewey, a massive one to keep an eye on. Um, The next – oh, sorry, there. Jason Tamlolo comes back for the Cowboys. Josh McGuire goes back to the bench. The Hammer moves from the wing to centre. Justin O'Neill is out after suffering a head knock last weekend. Kyle Felt returns from suspension on the wing. Um, Val Holmes, probably the only point of interest there. Back to fullback, looking good. Um, Just give him a few weeks to see how he goes – not how he goes, see how the side goes, particularly with Tamlolo back. Uh, because there are so many good centre-wing buyers at the moment, I just don't think you need to jump early. Um, and then uh, Walsh, just quickly touch on Benny Condon, who will attract a bit of interest this week. Uh, dirt Cheap, uh, you know him a little bit. Uh, what would you make of him last week? And I assume you wouldn't be jumping on uh, this week. You'd want another look at him.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, bite your time, get another look, see if he has any job security there. There's big things happening at the Cowboys and they're not good. Um, there's a bit of dissent towards the coach and, uh, yeah, it's got a bit of a smell about it. I, I just sort of stay away. I mean, even Valentine Holmes interests me somewhat, but I just can't do it. it you know, Tamalolo coming back, of course you're interested in him, but um, just they, they stink at the moment. like, And um, even the attitude and just the feeling around the club, It's um, it doesn't look good. I, I don't know how long Peyton's got, um, but I've, probably never seen a situation where a coach has come in um, so early in his tenure and, and like, the feeling around the club has been so bad. Like, I think, uh, you know, even when Holbrook came into the Titans, there was a feeling that they were going to get worse but they were going to get better, Um, whereas the Cowboys, geez, they need a full clean out and rebuild by the looks of it.
0: Eels v. Dragons, Sunday, six fifteen p.m. at Banqua Stadium in Sydney at the Eels. Ryan Mat- Madison uh, returns from a head knock in the back row, pushing Isaiah Papali'i to the bench. Bryce Carr, right, the Cardi party, set to make his club debut off the bench. Um, boys, we get through this one quickly, running out of time just a little bit there. Desi, Reid Marnie, you quoted in our personal chat, you think he could be a season-long keeper.
1: Yeah, well, I actually did say it in, uh, I think it was our first podcast of the season after round one, he just looked like he's running the ball more, he's threatening the line a lot, um, and he's got a, a few big blokes uh, with Junior Paulo, Nathan Brown, they're all looking good, and Isaiah Papali all running through, um, he should get some free tries, I think he, he can average upwards of 80 this year, and be up there with Grant and Cook as a keeper, mm.
0: Whilst my man Fergie Ferg continues to get it done, he got my final punning play across the line with that try on the buzzer uh, in, in a way that only Fergie Ferg can do. Averaging 80 points per game, he's made a stack of money, negative 24 break even, a really nice draw for Parramatta coming up. At 470k and a negative 24 break even, have you missed the boat or would you consider buying this week?
2: Ah. Uh. No, I think you can consider it. I I didn't realise he was that that sort of break-even. Jeez, that's, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to have another look at that. I've never really been a huge Ferguson fan, but, I mean, now that you've got uh, Dylan Brown playing on that side, Mm. he's certainly a lot more clean ball. So, um, and, you know, it seems like Gutherson sweeps that side as well. So, yeah, definitely a consideration. And and in terms of the the Dragons, I mean, all I say about the Dragons is – you know, Griffin's just gone there and they're just a side that won't beat themselves. Like there's so many times over the last two or three years they've beaten themselves, but he's just gone back to basics and they're basically a side, the way they played against the Knights, I know they had a lot of luck, but they're a side that, won't beat themselves so i think they'll put up a decent fight against
0: you yeah and jack bird uh comes in at center there attorney from his one game suspension replacing Braden williamy and i think not a lot of super coach interest there so we'll move on from the drives despite their good form are they going to come in some harder games immediately um so not too too much interest there um Dazzy, you've touched on it but your trades and skippers for this week
1: Yep, I'm probably just going to pull the trigger and go Cody and Barnett to Monster and David Fafida. Um,
0: Massive, mate. And I'll
1: chuck the VC on David feeder of course, and the C on Pappenhausen again.
0: Beauty, mate. Whilst what, what are you looking at?
2: Yeah, I'm going to bring feeder in. Um, and uh, I'm just as, – as long as Schuster plays, I won't have to bring in a 5'8", but I'll look to strengthen um, either – my back row or my center wing with my other trade as well. Uh Timmy, I missed, I missed out on the um, bowl prediction, so I'll give you a couple. Oh, sorry, mate, I forgot to come back to you. No, I, I never got, I you never got back to me, but that's okay. But um, I'm going to go Ponga 110 plus. Whoa. Yeah, I like him, um, and I'm going to go RTS 100 plus. So I'm only going to go two, mate. So hopefully that's okay.
0: <laughs> Very good, mate. Um, I, my trades, I really don't know at this point. I'll, I'll have a bit more to say, probably in the subscriber specials podcast by the end of the week, I'll have worked it out. But at this stage, probably Tessie knew out, Brian Toto in, although I do think Toto can wait a week. Um, And then I'm tossing up between trying to get Toto in and for feeder, but at the prices and just to strengthen the CT double, probably Toto. Uh, and I'm not too sure about my other trader. I may even potentially look to save one this week if there's nothing else pressing VC will be Nathan Cleary, potentially Cam Murray, uh, and then skipper will be Ryan Pappenhausen. Not a big one there, Uh, pretty obvious. Although, as we said, lots of people still don't own Pappy. Uh, That'll change this week, but yeah. Uh, Fellas, let's end with a couple of quick questions. I would like to do more, but again, time always an issue because we drag on. Um, uh, Here's a good question to start, Desi, for you from Finnow. Has Teddy been replaced as the best fullback in Supercoach? With the goal kicking, do you think Paps has more upside than Teddy now? Uh, Is he dreaming of a one-week sample or is he on the money?
1: Um, I don't think Teddy's replaced as the best fullback, but I would agree that Paps has more upside. Um, But Teddy's still better. He still busts more tackles than Pappenhausen. I would say. His base is higher (laughs) than Paps, slightly, I'd say. But yeah, Paps obviously has more upside with the goal kicking. But I'd still say Teddy is definitely the best fullback in Supercoach, no doubt.
0: Yeah, one from the Cashos. one for me. Being a Cam Murray owner, I've been holding Murray for his good draw. It doesn't seem to be changing his scores. Should I go him to Tino this week and Lamb to Schuster? I already have Munster. Uh, look, I-, I can't begrudge anyone looking to get rid of Cam Murray. I'm obviously a bit biased due-, due to being a big fan of him. But I just, I know I keep saying it, and it's getting old, but. Um, he's been ticking along okay, and I just think with the draw opening up for the Bunnies, the attacking stats have to start coming, um, but his minutes dropped into the 50s the last two weeks, which is very concerning. If Murray's your ticket to, say, David Fafita or Angus Crichton, I'd do it. To Tino, I'm not as convinced. Um, I really like Tino in the front row, probably not as much in the back row. Lamb to Schuster, lock that one in. Whilst one from Tyler Lewis, who's the better trade this week? Hoy to Lui or Satili Tupanua to
2: Fafida? Oh, I think just this week specific, I'd say the Fafida trade because I think he's more of a chance of going big, although I understand getting Luwai in, you get you get that rolling score in his average. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I like Luwai. I'm, I'm with Desi. I like Luwai as a season-long keeper, but I'm going to go with Fafida on mm.
0: it. A uh, question from Jeff Potts. Um, Basically, it goes on a little bit, but in a nutshell, he said he's kept Maddo to to save a trade back later, but Monday's late withdrawal has him worried. Desi, would you be trading Ryan Madison or you've held him this long, would you be holding on to him?
1: Uh, If you don't have guys like um, David Fafita and Angus Crichton, he's definitely a trade. But, um, yeah, if you've you've held him last week, you may as well just hold him this week.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a bit with you. Surely the fact that he came so close last week, being named again, uh, to a pain that he's in the last game, you know, second last game, whatever it is, makes it tough. But I think you've got to hold, don't you? Um, fellas, sorry, we didn't get to a few more questions, but we are we will wrap it up for this week. We'll try to get to a few more next week. Um, Desi, thank you, mate.
1: No worries, boys. Hopefully we can all slide up into the top thousand this week.
0: Bloody oath, mate. Keep up the good form. Uh, Wiles, cheers. Hey, cheers, boys. Good luck for the weekend, eh? Right, eh? Thanks for tuning in, guys.